Thanks for choosing a 3CR podcast. Throughout June 2023, we're running our annual Radiothon, where we ask you, the listener, to make a donation so that we can continue to make great radio. Your donation will help keep us community-owned and community-controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate. And with that done, please enjoy the podcast. Put us in, coach. We're ready to play. This is the sporting record here at 3CR in Fitzroy. Very rainy Fitzroy outside. Good footy weather here in Fitzroy. That's James Tate. Any weather is good panel. footy weather. All That's weather is good footy weather. G'day, g'day. And I'm John A. Tate. This is the sporting record on 3CR 855am. It's just past four o'clock and we're here to talk about sport. I think we've got a little smorgasbord of topics today. We'll just float from one thing to another, eh? Yes, we will. We really do. Before we get started, though, the sporting record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We'd also like to acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to Australia's sporting life. Very well said, Em. So, uh... Probably on topic, continuing on from the acknowledgement, we just had the Sir Doug Nichols Indigenous Round in the AFL, mm-hmm. which is around celebrating the incredible contribution that Indigenous peoples have given to our great football game. And it went pretty bloody well, didn't it? Yes. Can I uh, give you some background? Yes, of course. Absolutely, always. Do either of you young'uns know anything about uh, Sir Doug Nichols? Uh, vaguely. He he was a he was a pioneer of Indigenous players in football, I know that, but beyond that, uh, it, it rings a little... Uh, so who did he play for? Geelong? <laughs> God, we okay, well, that's why I'm here. I've come along with my encyclopedia of AFL footballers. Carlton? I've looked up Douglas Nichols. No. Uh-oh. St Kilda. <laughs> no. <laughs> he played for Fitzroy oh. back in the 30s. Played, he only played 54 games at, at this level. Yep. Uh, and then that, he, he was a winger. He was only 157, 50, 157 centimetres tall. Oh, gee. That's quite um, short. But he only kicked two goals in his career. Right. Hmm. I'll read what it says here. A famous Aboriginal speedster who first attracted attention in five years with the VFA club Northcote. Right. Uh, earlier, Nichols uh, trained at Carlton, but racial resentment had caused him to leave after six weeks. Ah. Back in the 30s. Yeah, he had the choice. He could continue with Sharman's boxing troupe, or he could play football with Fitzroy. Right. So he chose to play footy with Fitzroy. He was also a pro runner, very fast. So on the wing, his electrifying pace soon earned accolades as one of the best wingers in the league. Small and compact. <laughs> uh, Nichols ran third in the best and fairest behind uh, Brownlow medalist Hayden Button. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He was in the Victorian team. He was a deeply religious man and became a pastor. So we always knew him as Pastor Doug Nichols. 
Right. But then he was knighted in 1972 and became Sir Doug Nichols. He was also governor of South Australia for a while. Wow. Oh, wow. So what, what a, a career, what a life. What a yeah. contribution. I Huge. I think he's passed away now, but uh, yeah, so that, that's why they've named this whole round after Sir Doug Nichols. I love that. Fantastic. Great to see it. Great work. So the, uh, the Doug Nichols round happened on the weekend. Um, we're very happy here in the studios because Essendon won by one point over Richmond. So two-thirds mm. of the team are very happy about that. I uh, don't know about you, Em, but it was a great game. So that was good. And that's the centrepiece of the Doug Nichols round. Absolutely. You know, the Richmond-Essendon oh. game. So it wasn't the, the song they sung at uh, halftime. No, that, was that wasn't the centrepiece. Not the centrepiece. Although Amy Dowd, uh, also known as Bumpy. Friend of ours. Friend of the show. Uh, did an incredible job. However, she might have been let down at halftime by uh, a certain Kevin Sheedy, <laughs> who cannot <laughs> sing for the life of him. And I don't know why he was even there. So it was Amy Dowd up there singing. Yeah, three Indigenous singers, right? Michael, Michael Long, Long, who's more known for his footy, but he can sing Michael Long. He's a good singer. And uh, another fellow, I'm not sure of his name, and Bumpy was yep. singing it. And somehow Kevin Sheedy got himself also a mic there. and joined in. Yeah, no. Not a singer, not an indigenous man. What was he doing there? Awful. Yeah, so that's that's probably a mistake, letting Kevin Sheedy up on the stage. Anyway, I've brought along to play later on, when when you choose, James, uh, Archie Roach's version of the song, and it's a fantastic song. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So that can be our record of the day. So continuing on from the football theme, we do have... Well, it's football adjacent. We do have some breaking news here at 3CR. We do. Hot off the presses again. Look at us go with his breaking news. The sporting record uh, is is breaking. It's not the first to break, but we're going to break it. We're going to break it to 3CR. We're breaking it. Community Um, right now. The Collingwood netball team Mm -hmm. in the netball Super League has folded. Yes. It has withdrawn from the competition. So, of course, this is the netball team. Um, that was started by the Collingwood Football Club in an effort to diversify their sporting portfolio away from just football into netball. So they entered the league seven years ago, about now, and they were doing okay. They had some great players, some they've great coaches. made finals three out of the six seasons that they've played in so far, which, which for is... An, which for an upstarting club... It's I pretty, think that's a great record. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. They played in black and white vertical stripes. Sure did. Yes. Which I always thought looked a bit weird on netball team, but anyway, that's just me. Yeah. However, citing um, financial tr- troubles, mm. even though it's the most profitable club in, uh, in, in the country, they've decided to fold. A lot of commentators are saying that this is a, a manifestation of Collingwood's true priorities. I think that's football fair. Football is still number one on their agenda. AFLW and VFLW have superseded netball in their eyes as the games they want to invest in, um, in women's sport. And that means that the netball team's falling to the wayside. There were some struggling numbers for audiences this year to their games. Some played at John Kane Arena. Um <laughs> And for those reasons, they've withdrawn. It should also be noted that Netball Australia has had some financial troubles as well. And I think it's assumed that Collingwood were relying on Netball Australia's financial support to keep their club, quote-unquote, viable. 
And with Netball Australia having some financial troubles, that means that it's not secure for Collingwood and thus folded. Mm. Done. What do you think this means for, or does it mean anything broader for women's sport or netball? Like, is this a telling thing in general, or is this just an unfortunate, you know, this one club has folded? Well, I'd say you could look at it from either direction. Uh, Netball Australia says there are going to remain to be eight teams despite Collingwood folding in the Super League. Mm -hmm. So there will be another club still that will be created, I suppose, or a club from lower levels elevated. So in that sense, there is still eight teams in the league. Um, They're missing the brand name of Collingwood, which is probably something. Um, But I think in the long run, it's not a big loss. Um, I saw one commentator say that because it's the Collingwood brand, Mm. they would get Collingwood fans... But everyone else in the country doesn't want to follow them because it's Collingwood. Because it's, that's a great point. And to be honest, it, maybe it is a bit of a leap to assume that just because someone's a Collingwood fan, they'd be therefore interested in netball. Yes. You know, that's, yes. A, that's a good point. And then it's also excluding people from, oh, I want to follow a Melbourne team, but mm. <laughs> I'll be damned if I follow Collingwood. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. that's the breaking news here at 3CR. Yeah. So they'll... they'll um exit the Super Netball League at the end of the 2023 season. Mm. And, um, yeah, well, I guess watch this space to see who replaces them. Yeah. Well, it, and look, this is a fantastic opportunity. You know, out of every crisis comes opportunity. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a fantastic opportunity for a new netball team to start. I mean, you can point to the AFL and the AFLW with Tasmania starting up, how revitalizing that can be for a community. mm you know, Tasmania's on the up. It's got a basketball team. It's got a football team now. You could do this for another community Absolutely. around the country. And the uh, basketball team as well, hugely successful, made the finals their first season in. Khan, the bloody Jack Jumpers. Jack Jumpers. Jack oh, Jumpers. such a good name. Such a good name. I love it. So, yes, uh, it is unfortunate that the Collingwood team is folding, but uh, it's not a total loss. A new team will start. And maybe the team will be bigger and better than Collingwood netball team ever was. We'll wait and see. We can only hope. We can only hope. Mm. So that's the football world. Mm. And what the netball we, world. And the netball world. Mm. What else we got, Johnny? Well, in the second half of the program, we're going to talk about a story in from soccer, European soccer. Yes. But we need to give a little warning about the content, don't we? Yes, you're right. So we'll be talking about some adult themes I'll leave that with you. Adult themes. Adult themes. Adult themes in the second half of this program. So if you've got any little ones listening that you don't want them exposed to said adult themes, then, you know, maybe have a think about putting your fingers in their ears or something along those lines. That's the only reasonable, reasonable solution, don't, I'd say. Never change a channel from Oh, no. No, no, no. But, yeah, just a warning for everyone at home, there will be adult themes. So there you go. Continue, John. Oh, well, that's right. Uh, Giro d'Italia is uh, still continuing, and the Aussies are doing quite well. The second biggest men's cycling race in the world. It's been a lot of rain. It's been raining. I was going to say, last week, there's been so much rain, they had to cancel the F1 in in uh, northern Italy. Oh, really? Monza? Bon- no. Monza. The other one. The other track, yeah. The other track, yeah. yeah. We're not prepared on that topic today, yeah. are we? No, we're not, but I was going to mention it last week because it was so much rain for the Giro, wow. and it was so much rain that uh, the actual uh, uh, racing uh, 
track was uh, flooded. Unraceable. And people couldn't get there anyway because of the floods. It was terrible. Unraceable. Mm. Yeah. That's a shame. That's that. Anyway, back to the Giro. The other thing I wanted to bring up is um, the Giro d'Italia is making a big effort to be green. Yes. Have you heard about this? Greening the Giro. Yeah, I know. So as a big event, it probably is uh, not environmentally great. No. Lots of cars and motorbikes and buses, no, uh, helicopters and buses travelling around. And they, um, and I mean, there's a lot of uh, rubbish created as well. Yes. So they're trying to address as best they can all those issues and make it a green event compared to other events. Right. How are they doing that? Well, yeah. What does that What does that actually mean? <laughs> well, um, they've got over 200 volunteers and numerous local companies who are trying to. Uh, uh, recycle any waste that that's created. Um, did you notice during the race, the cyclists usually throw things away. They they eat yeah. their gel pack and they throw and away just... the wrapper. They take off their 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 jackets and they throw that on the ground. And uh, also their drink bottles. What are they called? Bidon, bidons. Bidon. 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 They throw them away. And yep. so they're tr- they're, they've been told no, no, no. You've got to keep that stuff on your person. Yep. And there's certain little stretches where they can off- offload that stuff and yeah. the volunteers will pick it up. Special. And, and sp- if, if it is rubbish, they'll recycle it. Specially designated litter zones. Yeah. Right. I was wondering if the cars that you always used to be Skoda. Skoda as the major Would they sponsor. be electric cars or are they still uh, uh, petrol cars? Uh, they haven't really said much about that, to yeah. be honest. But they sneak up behind the Riders, so you'd want them to be making a bit of noise, wouldn't you? Yeah, there is something with electric cars where you can get uh, the the noise of a petrol car mm. uh, Interesting. Or, uh, attached to an electric car because some people just love the noise of petrol engines. That's so, fascinating. So you yeah. could just like buy an electric car, yeah, just a plug in, and then just be like, I still want people to think that it. Yeah, is a petrol. So it go brum brum. Interesting. Yeah, that's a thing. and for for for. Uh, Vision impaired people with, with mm. guide dogs and so forth, they hate the quiet cars yeah. because they're relying on their ears to hear if it's something coming. Um, the dogs are trained so well, they will disobey their, their human if they think there's danger. Right. But you're relying on the dog to see this electric car coming along. Mm. Or a bicycle, which can be quiet. Great point, John. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, the Giro E, do you know anything about that? So as, as another part of, of greening the Giro, they've got something called the Giro E. Which seems to occur before the big race every day. Yeah. And it's kind of amateur riders or retired riders riding, riding e-bikes ah, on the course. Interesting. So, it's like a Formula E situation. And having a little race, yeah. even though it's sort of amateur and, and just for fun. But I guess they're, they're also, um, you know... Uh, Trying to promote e-bikes as a as a better way of travelling around the countryside than uh, than petrol guzzling cars. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's a good point. My mum bought an e-bike recently. Loves it. Just you know, travels around Newcastle where the public transport is notoriously not great. Interesting. And yeah, it can go far distances. Has a great time. Has a bit of exercise in there, but yeah, it's a good time. I can see that. Mm. It's a good idea. So those are some of the initiatives for the greening of the Giro. Yes. 
And the whole event finishes soon, doesn't it, next week? Oh, yeah. And we'll see what's hap- what, how that all ends up. Yeah, so just an update on the, uh, on, on, on the state of the Giro. Uh, Welshman Geraint Thomas is currently in the Malia Rosa. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's 37 years old. Yeah. When he first started in the pro cycling circuit... He was not seen as a great cyclist. He came second last in, I think it was the Tour de France. So he wasn't he wasn't anywhere near that good. But just bit by bit over his career, he's gotten better and better and better. He won the Tour de France a couple of years ago. Now he's leading the Giro d'Italia at 37 years old. That's very cool. That's awesome. Matthews lost last night's stage by a whisker. Australian Michael Matthews, yes. Yeah. A sprint finish. He lost it by a whisker to Alberto Denise. No, I took issue with a uh, ah. ABC sport uh, journalist this morning who couldn't get over the fact that, you know, they've been riding all day, having this long race, and you lose it by, you know, a centimetre. And I thought, Lisa, you don't understand the event. That's, that's they're not racing all day. They're, they're, they're jockeying for position to get to that final sprint, and that's the race. Yes. And they, they spend all day setting it up. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. I was also saying to Jimmy, as someone who is not well-versed in cycling, I still think it really quite amazes me how people who are professional athletes, presumably very competitive, and get into something like cycling where maybe they're not the best in their team, so their role is to help someone else win. A domestique. Yeah. Like, it's it that still really boggles my mind that there are people who yeah. are okay not winning but are pursuing an elite yeah. professional athlete sort of life, you know? Mm. I just think that still amazes me that you're competitive but maybe... Not that com- we I don't can't know. all be the champion. We can't all be the best player in the team. Yeah, but like, but we can contribute. The team, you know, in team sports and soccer or something, you still are part of the winning team. You still get the medal. You still get the glory. But if you're in a cyclist, it's not as though the team is celebrated. It's you know, it's Cadell Evans. It's yeah, whoever it is. They've designed to win the race. I don't know. That still boggles my mind. It is a intriguing and fascinating sport when yeah. it comes to strategy especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you want a bit of a strategy fix, jump onto SBS, have a watch. And it's, it's great fun. commentary as well. It's great commentary. Great commentary. Very good. Mm. So we'll jump to a few community announcements now. And when we get back, adult themes. <laughs> themes. <laughs> oh, who's that from? My quick look won't hurt. What time... Are you picking up, Kate? Oh, damn it. Saw you on your phone. Licence, please. Pick up your phone while you're driving and it's a $555 fine and four demerit points. Distracted drivers can be caught anywhere, anytime. A message from the TAC. Drive safely for everyone. A 3CR supporter. Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. 
We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. All right, we're back. We're back. We have um we've got an interesting story here for you today. The adult themes as forewarned. Yes. Yes. So um, we like talking about sponsorship here on the Sporting Record. We do. And we this do. This is a very interesting sponsorship query that we're going to probe. We yeah, uh, yeah, we are going to probe yes. it. Yes. Interesting. So um the football team Inter Milan have no current sponsor on the front of their shirts. And they're, a, they're a big team. They're a big team. So they've had... No sponsor. No sponsor. For the last um, 26 years, the Italian tyre manufacturer... Uh, I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Um, Nerazzurri? Oh. No, I don't... don't sounds know legit. One. Sounds legit. Um, has been on the front of their kit since the 1995-96 season. Um, season before the agreement came to an end in 2021. Right. Hmm. So, happens. recently, um, so Inter are going to be playing in the Champions League final um, shortly, and they have been approached, per se, yes. according to numerous tabloids, yes. by a adult website called My Club to sponsor them for... Um, for for the game, for the Champions League final. And um, they've offered £80 million to put themselves um, on the front of their shirts in time for Manchester for Inter to face Manchester City on the final, in the final on and, June 10th. they're called My Club. They're called My Club. Oh, that sounds appropriate. It does sound appropriate, doesn't yeah, it? My Club. My Club. Inter Milan. Inter Milan. Sure, 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 sure. Football club. Um, so... The thing that might be a bit unusual about My Club is that they are an adult website, um, maybe similar to something like OnlyFans, mm. um, where people are able to upload photos, videos of themselves for various purposes. Yes. Um, and it's an unusual one because I think it's probably something that people aren't really accustomed to talking about in this space. Like we've talked about sponsorship in terms of, you know, mining companies or Saudi Arabia and things like this. Sports bet. Sports bet. Yeah. Yeah. And like the ethics on that. But now it's an adult website. So it's like um, pornography website that looking at sponsoring Inter for this, for the Champions League. So it's just an interesting, this is, again, this has only been really reported on by tabloids. So Again, whether this is going to actually come to fruition and what happens there. But mm. it's an interesting thought and question on how people really receive it and approach it, considering the fact that, you know, some people are like, well, you just take the money that you're given. If, you know, that's how sports run. You need to pay your, pay your yeah. players, keep the operation running, and people are happy to take money from mining companies that are, you know, actively and demonstrably destroying the environment and then yeah. some people i'm sure in this conversation would have some pretty horrific things to say even though it's like well i don't think they're necessarily within the same like there's whole arguments that can be made on the ethics of pornography especially yeah. in structures of 
patriarchal society, no ethical consumption of under capitalism, all that kind of stuff. Oh, preach. Well, but yeah, is it such a, I'm interested. I feel like, yeah, yeah all power to them. As how long much, as it's ethical, the website is ethical and it's. How much money was it again? 80 million pounds. A lot of money. So it's for tempting. Com- for context, Inter Milan is looking for around 20 million pounds, 25 million pounds. Mm. And they've quadrupled it, basically. Mm. How can you say no to that? How could you say no to that? Exactly. My initial reaction when I saw this was, ah, oh, it's probably a bit inappropriate because think of the children. But that also extends to a lot of other things. You know, think of the, you know, if you really take that line of approach, we shouldn't have sports gambling companies promoting uh being promoted on on football jerseys and those sorts of things yeah you know and then you extend the argument to petrochemical company companies yep. fossil fuel companies doing incredible damage to our environment the foundation of our society mm-hmm. where does where do you draw the line well I think it brings up interesting parallels there i th- absolutely and it's an interesting i think just interesting to interrogate yourself in the way that you respond to it as being like, is this appropriate? And it's like, why am I thinking that it's not? Like, yeah. in what way is it not? Why is this a bad, inherently a bad thing if it's like, you know, ethically run and people are being paid properly and properly compensated and, you know, there's consent involved in everyone who's uploading. Like, all of that, if all of that is done in a way that's like um, the creators or whatever are, are being properly compensated and they're safe, like... What's the issue? I don't yeah. I don't see there being a total issue, but and then it drawing comparisons to other companies that are unethical. Yeah. But are just socially acceptable to put like, you know, sports bet on the front of a a jersey. Or lo and behold, you have a rainbow on your jersey to, you know, try yeah. and acknowledge queer people. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion is to interrogate why people have that knee jerk reaction of, Oh, that sounds a bit spicy, but is yeah. it really? Like, really? I, um, uh, in regards to pornography and, you know, especially exposed, like the brand exposure to children, mm. there's been the idea of a, um, of a internet passport going around where you can't access any of these sites if you're under the age of 18 because you've got this lovely passport, you know, and on your browser and it protects all that. And again, you know, if, there's a passport for people under the age of 18 for something like that, then it should not, the, the brand name should not be on a Guernsey where you all view it and off you go. And then the same applies for a sports betting company as well. You know, mm. 18 plus you have to gamble. So why is that in front of the eyes of everybody? That's a great point. You if know? it's if yeah. they're going to be drawing the line for that, then why are they not drawing the line for things like gambling yeah. or things that are actively it, not even alcohol. Yeah, you know, 100%. Fast food, all that. You, whew, can Any, of worms. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I mean, I mean, also just, you know, other can of worms in terms, like I mentioned before, like can pornography, pornography be truly ethical in the way that if we look into certain, you know, feminist teachings and whatnot and false consciousness and all that kind of stuff, fascinating, dis- you know, discussion to have. But I think that's a really good point. Like if things like gambling are not um, accessible to people under 18. Like, you can't even buy a little scratchy or something from your local news agent. Why is it, therefore, on the front of a Guernsey? So why would this, therefore, be inappropriate? 
if it's the same thing. It's like, well, people under under 18 can't access this content, but, you know, other things that are equally not accessible for people under 18 yeah. are still on the front. So what, yeah. what's, yeah, what's your argument there? It's interesting. It's Very a good point. Now, John, as the yes. baby boomer in the room. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yes. What do you reckon? Yeah, give us your thoughts. Well, we'll just keep our eyes on it, and uh, <laughs> I can't see that it'll happen. No, 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 I don't. I think it'll be like the Saudi Arabia trying to sponsor the uh, Women's World Cup. It's just not going to happen because there'll be a, such an outroar that it won't happen. And I hope, mm. I hope it doesn't. Well, also, oh, you hope it doesn't. Yeah, interesting. Well, it seems inappropriate to me. You can call it an adult website, mm. but then if you use the word porn website, it sounds bad. So. If you use the word adult website, they think, oh, it's for adults, you know. <laughs> there you go, very astute. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So thanks for that discussion, everybody. That was fun. Yeah, I tell you what, though, they've got them got themselves some pretty decent free advertisement oh, from it already. Incredible publicity. Like, they've done, they've done well, and really. You, you could argue that that was the point of the whole exercise. Exactly. Everyone took the bait. Everyone, yeah. And it blows up, and now we all know what And now we all know is. about it. You know, that's radical. <laughs> <laughs> that's radical radio. <laughs> radical radio. So we're coming to the end of the program now. You've been listening to The Sporting Record here on 3CR 855 AM. It's almost 4.30, and that means it's almost time for Yenar Passeran to Oof. come and teach us about anti-fascism. We love it. How good. How good. And the intro gets me every and time. the intro gets us up Cracker. every time. Uh, if you'd like to support The Sporting Record, the Radiothon's coming up next month. And we'll be talking about that next week. So keep your eyes tuned. You can listen to us on all podcast streaming platforms. And it's been a bloody good time. Now, we're, we're running out of time, but nonetheless, we'll take you out with uh, Archie Roach's uh, Call Your Jumper. We'll just get the introduction in, but let's give it a go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Kicking a footy round my backyard 